Welcome to episode 201 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Adrian Schoen. Hi, I'm Julian McKenzie. Hey, Julian. How you doing? Thanks for joining Hi. us. Hey, thanks for having me. Julian's the host of the Scrum Podcast, one of our sister shows here on the Upford Network. And uh, I wanted to, we'll see how this goes since it's the first episode coming out this month. Don't, don't like backtrack it before we start. Well, all I was going to say is I want to uh, try to get a guest from an Upward Network. Oh boy, God, what is our network called even? I'm the tired. Upford Network. It's also based on the name of this podcast. God, I'm tired, man. I've gotta, I'm going to play the newborn baby card. Um, anyway. Tired? How? Goddamn flagship. You must You must have had a lot of fun on uh, December 31st. Uh-huh. Am I right or am I right? Sure did, probably. Uh, anyway, I want to every episode this month, I would like to get a different guest from our network. And I thought, why not get Julian for the first one? You're done uh, roasting it's, it's me. Good. Do you want to re- make me regret this decision? I'm never going to be done roasting you, Tom. That's fine. They're never going to be done. I have like roasts in the back of <laughs> yeah. my mind that, like, at any moment's notice, it's just like I put my hand out. Boy, you're getting roasted. You're <laughs> getting roasted that. for like a long time. And I feel like the last time we were on, we spoke extensively about you swinging your dick around. That's true. He did <laughs> oh, come in here oh, and just really? immediately swing really? his dick around. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea about the fact that you would speak about my genitalia that way. Really? Yeah. That's very interesting that you would do such a thing on a podcast like this that's supposed to be comedically honest. Hashtag me too. Um. <laughs> Edit point. <laughs> so let's hash this out though. Uh, last time Adrian was here. Last time Adrian was Topic here. switch. <laughs> you know, Idris Elba said that, uh, you know, these people who worry about the me too thing, the only people who worry about me too are the people who have something to hide. Yep, and I yeah. have nothing to hide, so nope. I have nothing to worry about. But yeah. I'll still laugh about that anyway. Yeah. Idris Elba is like, I don't think anybody's oh. going to me to him. <laughs> I really hope not. I don't ever want to find out that Idris Elba's a bad guy. I like him so he much. He can't be. He's so pretty. What about on the off chance that like, you know, like Terry Crews had an instant, the stuff that happened to him where he got groped? Like, mm. what if that happened? I mean, because that's it, right? Like that, people don't, Talk about that, like no, if, yeah. as dudes, like if some like if someone grows me, I'm not gonna be like, oh man, like that happened to me, right? So it's very possible that could have easily happened. Oh, I think he probably has been abused. Yeah. Uh, like they had to retire the um, Jack. No, it wasn't Jack Sparrow. I think it was the Tarzan from the Disney World parks because he was so horribly like assaulted by women on a what? constant basis. Are you serious? Oh, like a like a mascot, like a guy in a Tarzan. Yeah. Costume. Are you okay. serious? Uh, yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. Wow. See? Well, that's rough. (laughs) Everybody's just got to keep their hands to themselves. Keep your hands to yourself, okay? (laughs) Like, use consent, man. It's 2019. Stop groping people. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. You have to say this in in a new year now? In 2019, the year it currently is at the time of this recording. The year of our Lord. (laughs) (laughs) 20 aught 119. I've been watching a lot of Final Table. Oh. What's final table? It's, it's a Netflix like cooking competition. Okay. It's like good, bad. Yeah. Okay. The production and the host are terrible. Yeah. But somehow the show is great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they have this guy that I love 
who's like a weird genius. Which one? Oh, it's uh, Charles. Oh, you like Charles? I love Charles. I don't like Charles. He's a, such a weirdo. He's a He's weirdo. great. <laughs> He's <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, and, and I love to look for these little moments where Charles is not really good at being a human being. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a point where his partner, and I think they were paired together. I don't think that they were friends. And he slaps him on the knee really hard. And Charles recoils (laughs) in a way of like, that's the hardest I've ever been touched. (laughs) (laughs) A slap on the knee. Oh, man. Oh, man. That show is like, it takes you for a ride. It does. Because I didn't realize. Have you reached the end of it yet? I'm uh, at the last episode. I haven't seen the final episode, but I've watched everything else. So I won't spoil it, but I did not realize going into this show, I did not realize till the final episode that the four finalists, like the two teams that make it to the finals, they split up up and it's an individual competition at the end. And that, that is something I love. The idea of like, you got to make it through this whole thing with your best friend by your side. And at the end, you better be ready to punch them in the face is beautiful. I feel like there was one guy who picked a guy that he thought he could beat. Yeah. <laughs> the American? Uh it, uh it was the guy with the wooden hat. Uh, okay, right? <laughs> Cuz I spent the whole time going it's like why is the hat? brim of your ball cap made of wood? Oh. You weirdo. <laughs> it upset me very much. But how does that work if you're like going out and it just gets like drenched like, right? Like I don't know. It, it just warps gradually into yeah, a normal ball cap shape. Exactly, yeah. Some hipster bullshit. Uh, wooden oh, those guys. Yeah. Yeah, wooden brims. <laughs> I feel like Simon would pull one of those off. Yeah, I think he tried. He's not on this show anymore, is he? Rest in peace. That's what you get for wearing a wooden brim hat. That's it. You poser. He's waiting for somebody to pull it off his head and just hit him with it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Julian, well, well, before we like really dive in, what the hell is the scrum? Tell us about the scrum. Oh, the scrum is this really cool uh, sports podcast, but uh, it's not like sports where we go in and talk about football intensely about like how this guy should be running for how many yards a carry or anything like that you know really intense sports stuff mm. we tend to go a little bit more intense on uh, what the sports media landscape is like in canada you know uh, who's giving you your your sports news and different trends that are that are going on we get a lot of interviews as well we talk to a lot of people in the industry uh we should be i guess i can say this here now we've got an interview with uh bob mckenzie coming out in the next few days for the mega insider from tsn as well uh yeah so we got a lot of interviews with guys from tsn sportsnet uh, the athletic we talk a lot about the athletic on that show uh the toronto star a lot of great publications a lot of radio stuff a lot of uh tv stuff a lot of web stuff as well so yeah it's if you're into like sports media and sports journalism this is the the podcast for you Sweet. Yeah, it's such a cool area. It's like being the daily show of, you know, like they, they commented more on the media than they did like mm. actual politics. Which exactly. It's a cool space. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun for me producing it because it's like I don't Thank need you to know that it. much about sports to enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you're if you're into Tristan and I, Tristan Demore, my co-host, if you're into us uh, talking about sports media and also getting a couple gags in, in our outros, mm-hmm. you'll love uh, you'll love our show. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. The hardest part of that show is, by the way, is doing the outros. The interviews and everything, like, that's just easy. Like, we get the questions in, bang, bang, all that. The outros, like, where we read the paper and we say, like, give us money or, you know, go on our social media stuff, like... That takes us like a solid hour. Yeah, I I feel like to like to like pull back the curtain on podcasting a bit. 
the scripted stuff is the hardest eh? yeah it's the like the things that you have to do every episode but you're never totally ready for Mm -hmm. like I fucked up our intro right before like you're not going to hear that on the final cut of this episode but like I pretty sure I said hey everybody welcome to and like that wasn't on purpose right but I say this every week. Right. Exactly. I said it already once today because we recorded our Christmas episode this afternoon. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait a minute. On New Year's? What? No, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Time travel. It's turning into home improvement all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the other new thing. In 2019, this is a home improvement review show. Oh, so God. we're going to watch an episode of home improvement right now. I, do, I can't even decide if I'm out. <laughs> what, outside like, of like doing Toy Story 4, what has Tim Allen been up to? Well, he's, Galaxy Quest, which is his greatest <laughs> achievement. He does have a new sitcom that's like eight seasons in, but nobody watches called Last Man Standing. That's still on? I, I just assumed that was so. just in like syndic, like, you know, those shows in syndication that mm-hmm. like end after three seasons, but like networks pick them up. I just assumed that was just the status of that show i think it's still on because netflix like seems to fairly often be like new episodes of last man standing do you want them how would i want to watch tim allen in 2019 i mean tim allen's like the greatest um shortcut into knowing that you don't want to watch something (laughs) (laughs) except for toy story i mean they made four of those enough people toy story and and galaxy quest i feel like he is very good in both of those, and it, it's a trick because everything else is garbage. <laughs> what was that movie where he turned into a dog? The oh, I was thinking dog. the Santa Claus. The shaggy Sorry. dog. Well, yeah, the Santa Claus movie, too, were also kind of, yeah, but yeah, there's the Shaggy dog. and That's that, a remake of a map movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was uh, Robert Downey Jr. pre-Iron Man was the main villain in that movie. Really? Yes, he was. <laughs> Hard times for Robert Downey Jr. Those were hard times. Like, he was, like, still into, like, drugs and, like, drinking and all that. Those actually were hard times for Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) And there's the episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Hard times for Robert Downey Jr. That's what people want to see when they wake up on New Year's Day, like, hungover, be like, fuck. I've gone down the wrong path. Me too. What if like people like see this and they just think they just assume it's like an Avengers podcast because like that's all I know Robert Downey Jr. doing now. Like true Sherlock. Like which one of the Avengers? Which one of the Avengers do you think Tim Allen would play? Oh shit! Oh my god. Um, that's a really tough one. Like I'm I'm trying to picture him as like. It's just some sort of like. Just imagine like Tim Allen wearing like a vibranium Black Panther suit, trying to like. <laughs> he just shows up to Wakanda and like T'Challa like just sees him in the back, like, who lets that man in our country win a vibranium suit? Is he the new Black Panther? No, hell no, okay. hell no. If he ended up playing Black Panther, black people would be mad. We'd be so irate. But I think that would be the worst instance of cultural appropriation ever. Like, you know how, you know how, like, all around Halloween, like, white people were so worried about their kids wearing Black Panther suits because people thought that, like, black people would be like, oh, man, what if they don't let white people wear, like, Black Panther suits? Right. I think people would, like, revoke that privilege. <laughs> no, seriously. Because, like, look, we get it. Don't wear blackface and all that. Like, it's cool if you want to be, like, one of the black superheroes. You could wear the costumes, just don't put blackface on. Right. Tim Allen showing up in, like, a Black Panther mask. Like, people would throw up on site. Yeah. Like, Barack Obama would have to do, like, a State of the <laughs> Union address. He's not even president anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you need, phone him in you need like, Michelle to just make sense of all this. I do not want Tim Allen anywhere near 
Black Panther. And to answer your question, maybe Hawkeye. <laughs> I think he'd make a good Hawkeye. I think he might make a, a good Black Panther villain. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, What's the Martin Freeman character in? in oh, Black Martin Panther? Freeman. Oh played, no, we could just he, replace I, him. No, it doesn't know. <laughs> Martin Freeman. Uh, he plays. Um, some CIA guy. Yeah, CIA guy, but his last name is Ross, which is weird because there's two guys in the Avengers world named Ross. There's like a Thaddeus Ross and another Ross. people. They're going to repeat names. (laughs) But yeah, he plays like a CIA agent. Yeah. Also, uh, Andy Serkis is in it. So there's like two token, token white guys. What if Tim Allen took over the Andy Serkis part? What if Tim Allen took over all of Andy Serkis' Well, Andy Serkis' character, spoiler alert, dies in the last one. Yeah, he's dead. Wait, Uh, in the last Black Panther? Well, the first, the first one, one, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. If he, if I'm trying to picture him as Ulysses Claw, mm. it'd just be like, like his head, like because like he has like a weird kind of bionic hand. I would just imagine it being like tools from his like garage. <laughs> like, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> <laughs> T'Challa like shows up to like his house, which is like a big ass fence, <laughs> like. Like, I already feel like white people are in timeout, and they should be. <laughs> They're really in timeout. Yeah, I know. Like, there's just some shit that's like, it might not be fair. Like, if you want to do something in, like, uh, admiration of somebody. But you know what? You can't. Because you just shouldn't. Just We're in timeout. Just that. accept it. <laughs> We should just all accept that. And I feel like if we introduce Tim Allen, we're in more time out. <laughs> telling you, man. Seriously. And like. It's another hundred years of like, no. It's like, no. <laughs> you guys have not earned it. <laughs> I wouldn't even let like Tim Allen present Black Panther with like a Golden Globe Award. <laughs> or like in a cat. Like, like also think about it too. Like Black Panther as like a movie. I got to stand for Black Panther one time here. You got to imagine this is a movie that's like. It's getting Golden Globe nominations. It's, awesome. it's getting Grammy nominations, like because of the album. Like, remember when everyone was going crazy over like the Hamilton like soundtrack? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is nothing compared to the Black Panther album. <laughs> right. Hell no. Nah. Like, and once like Black Panther gets all the respect it deserves at the Academy Awards, bro. Shit. Yeah. Yo, that's gonna change superhero movies forever. Yeah. So like, if you put Tim Allen anywhere near that, nope. No. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for people who listen to this podcast who are like big fans of Tim Allen too. <laughs> Also, he went to. Sorry, Wendelin. Also, like Tim Allen went to jail in the eighties for like cocaine. Yeah. Also, didn't he get like I made that up? I don't know. No, 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 no. But you're not completely wrong. It was like a like a drug thing. It was his greatest tool. There's a there's a there's a mugshot of like Tim Allen. (laughs) Absolutely, totally. And he got time off his sentence because he like ratted other people out. Oh. Oh yeah. You oh you thought I made that up. No. no, I'm pulling up the mugshot right now. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's from 1978. Yeah, oh. 1978. Oh, Actor Tim Allen was arrested in October 1978 wow. while attempting to sell a large amount of cocaine. Yeah, Jeez. I feel like he's one of the people who would have been me too. But like, wow. oh my god, wow. he looks like a different person. <laughs> I encourage all to look up that mugshot. Holy He's got a magnificent it. mustache that I don't hey, know look, why he left. Look, he did his time and all that and everything. We just don't want him anywhere near Black Panther. Or, you know, or oh, no, no. <laughs> Agreed. I'll, I'll love to, to Tim. What if Tim Allen becomes the host of the Academy Awards? 
You know what? No one ever likes them anyway, so why not? <laughs> yeah, like the that's lowest. the thing. Like, they'd have to go down a list to get to him. Like, I feel like he would not be at the top of their list. No. But if they got to him, he would do it. I think the Academy Awards would rather rehire Kevin Hart back. I got a question. Mm. Go ahead. How would you feel about Tim Allen hosting the Scrummies next year? This year, <laughs> rather. Um, the 2019 <laughs> Scrummies, which is the year it currently is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for those who don't know, the Scrummies are the, uh, the sports podcast awards that uh, we held a couple weeks back. For the Scrum Podcast, where we just basically gave out awards in, uh, in excellence for uh, Canadian sports media. Oh God, this is this is is he? Because here's the weird thing, right? Like I, I trashed Tim Allen this whole time, but like if an actor of Tim Allen's stature gave a damn about this random Canadian podcast, oh, you'd show, whore yourself out so fast. That's to not Tim true. Allen. That's not true. That's not what I'm saying. Like I'd at least consider it. I would go for Wilson. Wilson, the volleyball. No, the guy who was the neighbor on home. Oh, that guy. Yeah, (laughs) I thought you meant Dennis the Menace's neighbor. Any of them? I'd sooner have the volleyball host the Scrummies over Tim Allen. I think. I think that's what I I think. That's my stance on it. I don't know. That made me think. We were supposed to have Tim Allen, but instead we've opted for the volleyball. <laughs> and then all you just hear is just faint Tom Hank screams of Wilson in the background. Just like like like, like you hear the you hear the audio and then like every now and then it's like, I swear to God, I heard Tim I heard Tom Hanks like yell out like Wilson. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just heard Tim Allen faintly in the background. You know what you know what movie I actually saw for the first time a, a couple of weeks ago? Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. I saw Forrest Gump for the first time. I've heard it does not hold up well. Yeah, what do you think of it seeing it for the first time in um, 2019? I think like you know what really doesn't hold up well is like the kind of CGI stuff that they do. Oh really? Where they use um basically they have Forrest Gump kind of going through time and he ends up kind of jokingly ends up being this guy who kind of innovates a lot of like interesting things that happen like Bubba Gump shrimp mm-hmm. is like his thing, like mm-hmm. one little thing. Uh, and you'll meet like all these different presidents and stuff and you'll see like the presidents like speak like they're kind of digitally digitally recreated but like the way their mouths move is very yeah it does not hold up all that well but other than that i think like the concept of it was really cool okay question go ahead are you super duper fucking with me or have I never seen Forrest Gump? Because I did not know there was a time travel plot in Forrest well, Gump. No, 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 no time travel. I'm not saying time travel, but like he, he hits all the points. of Yeah. Like important. Uh, yeah. Historical. Exactly. Wait, you are very confused. I'm su- yeah. I guess I have not. And seen actually, this movie apparently, in a long time. well, he goes well, like he's in the Vietnam War. Yeah. Okay. And he meets all like the the presidents, and he's like. You mean Nixon? How does he yeah. meet the president? Kennedy. Well, think. Well, he meets Kennedy because he played on like the Alabama football team. He was an All American, and then all the All Americans get invited to the White House, and then he meets Kennedy, and he uh, drinks all that Dr Pepper, mm-hmm. and then like all the guys go up in the line. They're all like, uh, "How's it feel to be an All American?" He's like, "It feels pretty great." And then he goes up to Forrest Gump, like, "How does it feel to be an All American?" He's like, "I have to pee." <laughs> I think I'm just an idiot who forgot that multiple presidents can be alive at the same time. <laughs> also, like, shout out Jenny or Janai or whatever her name oh, is. Oh, yeah. It's the chick from um, uh, House Rob- of Cards. Yeah. Robin Wright. Yeah. yeah. She's badass. Yeah. I don't like her character in that movie. It's real weird. Yo. <laughs> like, every so often. Like, Forrest Gump out here doing the most for Jenny. And Jenny just like, nah, I'm just going to move to some other place and be with some other dude. Jenny is trying to sleep with a mentally handicapped man, like, because <laughs> her life is so bad. That's so like, true, man. That character gets shit on so Yo. hard. <laughs> I'm very confused about that scene near the beginning of the movie where, like, Forrest catches 
Jenny making out with that dude in a car, and then Jenny invites him over in her dorm, and then Jenny disrobes herself. And the I'm whole like, thing is like, what? Is, like, what was the purpose of that? She is just a punching bag of misery. It's like, what <laughs> is this, Jenny? Okay, so there are a lot of movie parts of the movie that I did like, but there were a lot of parts of the movie where I was just like, what the hell's going on? But Robin Wright's great. Robin Wright was great. Uh, Tom Hanks obviously was outstanding. You know who else is outstanding? Don't say Cash Corner. Our Patreon supporters. <laughs> it only took us like 20 minutes to get to this point. I knew we were going to get to Cash. Is it like Cash Cab? It's the Cash Cab. I wish it was like Cash Cab. It's definitely like, the, wish- it's definitely the, the, the cash cab with more begging and pandering. Yeah, and less prize money. We don't give away any prize money, no, that unfortunately. Sucks. But no, you sucks. could, guys. This is the cash corner, the part of our show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Happy New Year! Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Are you going to start working out more? Eating out less? Eating out more? Those kinds of habits can be really hard to form, so why not try setting a more attainable goal? For example, you could set a goal to donate more money to podcasts. It's really easy because you literally only have to think about it once, and then they'll just charge your credit card again at the beginning of every month. It's foolproof. So start the new year off right with Patreon. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candace, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Anne. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question once per cycle on the show. All right, and today's featured question comes from Will, who says, In Scotland, the New Year's is more important than Christmas, and we have a massive party and swing balls of fire around our heads, and Oban, we play Ba? I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially a massive mob-like game of football. Uh, What are your New Year's traditions? Hmm. Okay. So Uh, you're a sports guy. Do you know about Ba? Um, possibly bowl kind of foot. I feel like I want to look this up now. Yeah. I want to. I'll, I'll look this up as I explain. Uh, I guess what my tradition is, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of morphed over the last few years. Uh, when I was a lot younger, my family and I we usually go to church on uh, New Year's Eve and uh, kind of participate in the the midnight service and all that. And then after that, we started. You know what? Let's just uh, spend time at home and just kind of go through the the new year by ourselves. But uh, as a lot of us have gotten older, uh, you know, parties come into play. So, like myself or my sisters, will uh, will um, <clears throat> will just find parties to go to. This year is actually kind of different because uh, I spent the last few days in uh, Tobago on vacation with my folks. And uh, because of work, I had to leave like a week earlier than them. So they're living it up in the Caribbean right now. <laughs> and I'm in the cold uh, telling everyone how cold it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this year's a little a little different. I just, you know, I just kind of hung out with my girl and just took it easy for, uh, for New Year's. Yeah. Fair enough. Here's my thing. I think New Year's is a failed holiday. Ooh. It's nobody's favorite. That's true. Nobody's like, oh, I'm looking forward to New Year's. It's just a thing that happens. And I, I, as a designer, I was trying to create like web banners for New Year's. And like when you look at Christmas, there's all this like iconography. There's a lot of different directions you can go through. And New Year's is champagne, fireworks, and gold sparkly shit. And ball. (laughs) Big ball ball dropping. A a countdown. And Dick Clark at one point. Right. And And replaced by... uh, Ryan Seacrest, the Tim Allen of 
hipsters. Oh, and, and for people who watch on CNN at one point, Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin. But oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. Kathy Griffin has that anymore. Yeah. So it's got none of the good things. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've thought of a few ways to reinvent this holiday. Ooh, okay. In a way that I think could be more embraced. All right. Sure. Okay. First of all, we need some iconography. We need like a history. We need a mythology. We need a mascot. Let's get some motherfucking owls up in here. Yeah. Why do we need owls, owls on New Year's? They're up late. They're sage. They're wise. They're fun. Everybody loves owls. Everyone hear th- knows they're good at counting. I hear they're a hoot. They're a hoot. hoot. So I'm going to dismiss that and move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <and> I tried. <laughs> so I'm thinking we could create... A little bit of a mythology. You've got the New Year's owl. He's going to come get that mouse. But if he gets that mouse before you, you're missing out on all your new opportunities for the year. So you got to oh. save the mouse before midnight. Mouse is made of a, it's a symbolic mouse. So it's made of a candy, perhaps something very spicy because change is difficult, but it's worth <laughs> it. Something we all have to go through. Uh-huh. So you got uh-huh. a red house, a hot mouse somewhere in the house. Everybody's scrambling around to find it before midnight. Otherwise, your dreams will not come true. You got to uh. be the person who finds that mouse. You got to. F- it, so is it a? It's a confectionery mouse that is spicy. It's a symbolic mouse. Oh, what if it's like a jalapeno marzipan mouse? There you go. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah, well, spicy I like, almond. I don't mouse. like mice at all. Do you like marzipan? What is that? It's like almond paste <laughs> on mice. No, no. Like a, if you can, you can shape it. You can shape it into a mouse shape. And then coat that in like jalapeno jelly. Candy. Just candy in a, a mouse shape. <laughs> what if there's a hot pepper and we glue the little mouse ears to it? Then we might as well just bring hot topics back. <laughs> Maybe they're deep the, cut. Yeah. All right. The other thing, I think everybody's doing the same shit where they're saying like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to make all these rev- like resolutions. Mm. You know what? You want to make a life change. You do that whenever you get a therapist, you get a support group, you do what you need to do whenever it is mm. occurs to you that you need to do it. Yeah. So let's just throw that away. Cause it's stupid. Okay. If anything, let's turn it into something where you find out what's wrong with you. <gasps> let's all air grievances. <gasps> Let's have everybody like go to your neighbor and say, you stop playing music after like 10 o'clock. That's so like loud and you air everything out and then you find out what's wrong. You try to be a better person. Next Isn't that Festivus? It is. Yeah. But it's literally let's, Festivus. Make, let's make it a real thing. Let's make Festivus on New Year's. Yes. Yeah. So you do that New Year's Eve and then it's understood that there's no hard feelings the next day. Exactly. So they can be mad at you till the stroke of midnight. Yes. Oh. So like, what if like. It's like the purge, but emotional. Yeah. Yes. Emotional purge. <laughs> Just say all this stuff. Like on your mind, and then at midnight, it's like, nope, I can't be mad at you about that. Yeah. What if people like cheat that system and then just tell someone something at like eleven fifty eight? That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> get it out. I mean, the thing is, you can tell them at eleven fifty eight and then dip and not see them for a couple days. And right? also, like, let's be real here: people hold grudges. Even if you really <laughs> can't, even if you're not supposed to be mad after midnight, someone's gonna be like, "I heard what you said. I don't care if it's twelve ten a.m. now." We do it every year at American Thanksgiving, and we all get along. That's a good point. <laughs> Shout out Americans That's and their Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is Thursday here. Oh, God, yeah, it's coming up. No, it's past. It's way past. <laughs> what is the we chronology pre- of this episode? <laughs> we didn't pre-record that early. We should not have recorded this in September. God damn it. Like, oh, shit, I got to uh, call my dad for his birthday. No, I did that. <laughs> did we find out what Ba is? Uh, ba, I saw, was described as this kind of like, Mass football game where a lot of people basically try to carry this ball from one end to the other. Are it's basically goals? football. With, <laughs> it's basically just football with like 
more people, but I think with villagers. Football with too <laughs> many players. <laughs> Pretty much. I remember growing up, um, actually around this time a couple years ago, this friend of mine and I, we created a similar game. Uh, it was called Destroyer Ball. And uh, basically, you just carried the ball. Instead of the only difference between that and Ba is that there were no end zones. So basically, you just had just had this ball and you just had to like carry it longer than anyone else. You're just holding on to it. And the very last day before classes, this was sixth grade, the very last day before classes were done for holiday break, this one friend of mine was playing it with a whole bunch of people. It really caught on. Like for weeks, people were just playing it. May I ask, but by what method are you allowed to try to take the ball? Basically, uh, tackling you know stripping uh like the ball out of someone's hands okay. <laughs> distract <laughs> yeah. drop a tit or keep running. <laughs> yeah so stuff like that and uh one friend of mine uh had the ball and uh someone tackled him and people kept jumping on him and people kept jumping on him and he kept yelling hey get off me but people kept jumping on him and he broke his femur Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, That's was, a big bone. Yes. It That's the, why it's, it's the biggest bone. Ball. Yeah. And uh, he was in the hospital for a little bit. And he, I think he was on, got operated on like Christmas Eve or New Year's Ooh, or whatever. Wow. And he was in a wheelchair for a couple months. Wow. And he, was, he ended up being on crutches after that. Uh, he finished the school year. He's cool. We're still friends. Uh, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was really bad. It was That's a really, wild. it was a really bad time. Jeez. Also, I, I believe CTV did a story on this. And I've been meaning to look <laughs> back and find. Uh, the report on that Man. just so I could just see who reported on it and then tell everyone at work yeah I'm the horrible person I'm one of the horrible people who helped make that happen do you think How it's possible you... that you still work with that person who reported on that story it's totally possible that person may still be there it's also totally possible that person just like quit and just left the industry they quit Oof. right after they're like I can't take <laughs> it's this. like I can't take this kids what are a horrible thing I would just love to like pull the story out and then kind of just go around the office and be like, yeah, like, so this was happening. And then just kind of get a sense of, like, what people might have been saying in that moment. Because, mm-hmm. like, I imagine, like, in the newsroom, it'll probably just be like, man, these kids just made this stupid game. It's just people were just, like, horsing around and they just hurt this poor boy's femur. Yeah, I hope whoever <laughs> made that game, man, you know, that's a terrible kid. I hope he doesn't work here in the weather department. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I hope that as you hear some dude just be a while extra. I hope that kid goes to hell. <laughs> just hear some dude just be real extra. I hope that dude burns in hell for what he did. What a poor kid. And I just show up like, hey, guys. Oh, hey, Julian. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just doing okay. Not yeah, I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> he like turns away. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, yeah, that's the Destroyer Ball story. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't know about that. Yeah, oh. no, I didn't. Yeah, Not so, from here. But I did, in college, we invented a game. We called it The Game. And uh, it was an abandoned gym on DePaul campus. Okay. And there were four of us. Uh, me, another girl, and uh, two guys. Okay. And the premise of that game was there were two cardboard tubes. Uh, we set them up on either side of the gym with all the crash mats and one of their garbage were left in the abandoned gym. And then we would just see how far we were willing to injure our friends to get it into the hole. <laughs> what the hell? Fair enough. What? Yeah. It was, it was a game of, of will and not what? a game of skill. Yeah. <laughs> will over skill wins every time. Because yeah, you're like, you know what? They don't think that they're going to like this little girl's going to be able to take being buried into a gym floor by an armpit sweat, but I am and fuck off. It's going to happen. 
That sounds awful. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, well, airing huh. of grievances. I think Fair that's enough. the new New Year's tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Best of us for the rest of us. My, uh, my New Year's tradition is that I like to have a platter of food. That's, that's, that's like every day. That's every day for you. It's anytime I like anytime I have more than a couple people over. I'm like okay if, if it's not like a if it's not a normal dinner right like if it's a party, a dinner party for instance or mm-hmm. like a you know New Year's party or whatever or like the upper network pot like that we had uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you 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 know math. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I like to like do a charcuterie board. You know, I mm-hmm. like to get my cheeses on if I have the budget for it. I like to get my fancy meats crackers, you know, little finger food, olives and whatnot, because I feel like there's nothing better than like a lot of food that people can touch with their hands before eating. Oh, you know what? Final table, because I researched that guy (laughs) who's weird. He's written a lot of academic papers about plating of food, and he has found that most food tastes better when you eat it with your hands. So he invented a spoon that simulates licking your fingers. I hate that. I hate that so much. Fuck you, Charles. <laughs> I fucking love Charles. I'm just going to eat my food with a fork and knife or a That's spoon or whatever. Scientifically proven, pizza tastes worse if you do it with cutlery. Mm. That's what uh, that, Charles that's has found. Yeah. That's fair. Pizza, I would eat. With that me. makes sense to me. But pizza, pizza tastes and best burgers, when you fold it into a triangle. and Most popular foods like in the world. Fries. Yeah. Fries too. All hands. Yeah. All hands, yeah. That's, that's fair. For a second, I thought you said fries and then fries too. Like the sequel to fries. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Sweet potato fries? French fries. This time, they're made in Greece. You See, just I go th- to Greece. I think it's the narcissism. Like, you, you like, like the fries are tasty, and they're salty, and they're fatty, and they're all the good things. And then you have to lick it off your own fingers, and then right. you're tasting yourself, and you're tasting all the good ingredients mm. off of yourself. And that's primarily what we all want. Maybe it's also like a tactile ourselves. thing, too, right? Where you feel, you, you get the full, like the mm-hmm. full feeling of eating mm-hmm. as opposed to like with a fork and knife like you it is disconnected a little bit mm-hmm. that makes sense to me okay. but yeah, i love finger food at parties he also wrote a peer-reviewed paper about uh whether or not umami is uh still intact with the loud background sound of airplanes <laughs> this is a really weird show <laughs> This was not on Final Table. This was my extensive research afterward because I was so intrigued by this guy who's so weird. This is like a really interesting He thinks that that's why people like Bloody Marys on an airplane. Oh, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So is the umami flavor still intact with the sound of an airplane in the background? Uh, He is proposing that uh, sweet and salty are more difficult to to taste on an airplane because of the loud background noise because they've found that it's harder to taste when that kind of background distraction and mm. whether or not umami uh, is one that has an exception to that. But he hasn't found the answer? I, in the paper that I was reading, did not have a conclusion. Damn it, because I'm flying in a couple of weeks to PodCon in Seattle, January 19th and 20th, you guys should come. No. And I like I would like to know what snacks I should eat on the plane. Here's what I propose. Get a Bloody Mary... Watch a movie and see if you cry. Because <laughs> that's the other thing. You're supposed to be more emotional on an airplane. What airline are you flying with? Don't know yet. We haven't booked the tickets. Okay. Because if you're flying with Delta, get you uh, those uh, Graham cookies that they've got. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like the best thing to eat on oh, an airplane. Those are good. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Like, every time I've been on a Delta flight, I get I try to hoard like as many of those as possible. They are literally like eating like gold bricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the like... Most flights will have like some kind of like hummus setup 
that you can get where you can get like nope. crackers and hummus? I've not Never. experienced Never. that. Never no. That. Fair enough. No. Uh, are you are you buying the extra? Yeah. Yeah. Are you one of those people who like will buy the extra food on the plane? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I do yeah. Some. I think right. they're available, but I've never yeah, had one. Right. You know how much money you got now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how bad at credit cards you are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what it comes down to for me is that I'm like, once I'm in vacation mode, I'm like, I can splurge. Give me a double shot of espresso. Where'd all my money go? <laughs> then I get home and I wallow for a couple of weeks and, you know. So much for that charcuterie plate. Yeah, Yeah. that double espresso really knocked you down. (laughs) I didn't think it cost eight (laughs) dollars. It's a lot of money on this plane. Eight dollars per shot of espresso. God damn. Planes are really trying to just drain you. Airlines. Yeah. What about (laughs) 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 What is with these airlines? Festivus for the rest of us. Rehash a Lady Seinfeld and see if anyone notices. Her name is Haley Seinfeld. <laughs> Get it right. She's in Bumblebee with John Cena. Which is out now. Uh, it's out now because it's January 1st. <laughs> that is the weirdest idea for a sequel to be movie. <laughs> Deep pull. Some people are going to have to look that one up. <laughs> oh, so you do like jazz. Bumblebee. <laughs> But yeah, I think charcuterie board is really my only New Year's tradition. Okay. I feel like most years I like to have like some close friends and family over for New Year's Eve. Like I think you came last year. I did come last year. Yeah. To your house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like we'll probably do something similar this year. Get a few people over. You know. Yeah. I think I I, we're having. I mean, we probably did something similar this year because it's the first. We're having a few people over doing some board games and stuff, but now I think I'm going to do an owl and a mouse and and we're going to fucking start a new thing. I really do like the idea of having, it's like the, um, what is it? The Hamantashen in, uh, oh God, um, boy, oh boy, here's me having some sort of secondary knowledge of Judaism because I have a lot of (laughs) Jewish friends who've occasionally invited me to meals at their houses. Laheim. There's a, I think it's during Passover. They hide some of the matzah. The coin. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like the hide matzo. some of it somewhere and then okay. the kids have to go and look for it. Right. I like the idea of doing that, but with like a marzipan mouse dipped in jalapeno jelly. Yes. Oh, God. We're back with these mice. I really want it. <laughs> sounds gross. really good. I, I think we're starting some gross. I think it'll catch on. It sounds delicious. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey, Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing, pinkle media, bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com. Hey, you, do you make stuff or want to make stuff? Are you having a bitch of a time finding a space that fits all your functional needs? Well, good news for you, friend. 
That's because friend of the show, good boy George Poppy, is trying to figure all that shit out for you by creating a collaborative workspace for all your assorted production needs. Check out chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z.co. Fill out the form and let George know exactly what you've got going on that best suits your production needs. Let's make stuff, but you know, collaboratively, because only together can we save enough money to have a popper's dinner at Burger King. Chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z.co. On September 16, 1993, NBC aired the first-ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, Tom Zalatnai, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again, right here on the Upford Network. Should we go to the turtle's butt? Sure. Oh, I'd, let's go to the turtle's butt. Unless you want to hear more ideas that I have about stripping men down and fucking the patriarchy for, for New Year's. Let's turtle's just... butt! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've got a lovely turtle's butt here. It doubles as a cup holder, and we have questions in here from our audience. Uh, we also have questions from past guests of the show, and uh, if you want to submit a question, you can pay us a dollar on Patreon or leave the question in a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of jumped the gun and picked the question. No, go for it. Uh, question from your producer. That's me. What's your New Year's resolution? Oh, because I feel like we can't do our New Year's episode without talking about what we want to accomplish this year. Ugh. It doesn't have to be like a working out kind of goal. Here's my thing. Okay, let, let's just throw out all the things that you want to do for yourself. Cool. Fuck that. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, let- cool. <laughs> Like, go volunteer for something okay. or, like, donate to a Kickstarter. Like, somebody yeah. who else is trying to, donate like, do to something good. Donate to a Patreon. I just, I'm, like, I'm obsessed with this podcast, uh, Knowledge Fight, and I just donated to their Patreon. Um, but you still haven't donated to that for discussion, huh? I donate oh. my time, my heart, my sweat, my tears, my blood, and I raised a bunch of money. For still hasn't student. donated to the Scrum Podcast, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, these guys well here's what got me with these guys uh is that sorry someone someone cool retweeted a tweet uh, <laughs> the the reason that i donated to these guys that do a uh, knowledge fight and they're amazing i love this podcast so much so what they do is they listen to alex jones the uh weird the info uh, wars guy yes the info wars guy <laughs> And they just like they fact check everything he says. They, they mostly just kind of laugh at him. Mm-hmm. Um, they get into really interesting conversations. But it's two guys from Chicago, which is where I'm from. And the one guy keeps talking about how he's donating his plasma in order to like pay his rent. Oh and God. I was like, so Tom, <laughs> be more sad, and more people will donate. <laughs> That's my New Year's resolution. I want to be more of a sad case. What is that called? A sad, yeah. not a sad case. Yeah, a pity so- party. So that that really hooked me in, but uh, and I'm like, okay, these these guys yeah. c- could use a little, but like five bucks, like just yeah. go uh, throw it at something that you like that people are making or something that people want to start. Go support somebody who wants to do a thing. Yeah. January is a really good time to do that because uh, if you owe back taxes, usually you're done paying them after December, which means January you will have more money. You also often get a raise at the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. So uh, you might feel a little flush with cash. Yep. You maybe got some Krampus gifts of money. Yeah. <laughs> Krampus gifts? 
Never watch Krampus. The Krampus. Adam I Scott did. comes into your room and gives you an envelope with five hundred dollars of cash and says, "Donate this to a podcast." I would give five dollars to Adam Scott. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Adam Scott needs your five dollars. He doesn't need it, but I give him. <laughs> I like Adam Scott five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Find I, things that feel nice to do and do yeah. them. I don't want to turn this like in a, a money grab thing, but it occurred to me like. Or here's my other thing. I think that uh, you should try on New Year's to call like a hostel or a hotel bar across the world and find somebody who speaks your language and see what they're up to. Interesting. Just talk to them. Just strike a conversation. Yeah. I figured, why not take the opportunity and do like what Bart Simpson's done to to Mo on The Simpsons for years? <laughs> you want to prank people? Yeah. Do a prank call for do New a Year's. prank call on on New Year's just at like a random bar in the middle. Of, like, hey, can I talk to to Seymour? Is a Seymour Butts? Can I talk to Seymour Butts? Seymour Butts. Throw a thirty year old joke at. I want Seymour Butts. <laughs> Do we have Seymour? Butts? See, see if it still works across the world. Butts? Seymour? <laughs> Everyone in the bar is like, Je ne comprends pas. <laughs> he wants to see more butts. I don't Seymour understand. <laughs> just let him Just let him do it. I don't know. Who is this man? <laughs> Who is this man? I don't know. Does umami still taste good on an airplane? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, no. I am Seymour Butts. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And then you get Tim Allen, and then your your year is complete. And that's how uh, Home Improvement was rebooted. (laughs) 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 It starts off a random prank call. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, when I think about, like, things I want to accomplish in 2019, I want to, if we haven't done this by the time this episode comes out, I want to incorporate the network. Like, I want to have our network become an established entity so that we can apply for grants Mm -hmm. so we can get some, like, advertising money. Because, like, having spoken with you about advertising and marketing, every time I talk to you about it, I come away from it thinking, so we just need some money. (laughs) (laughs) That is a real core part of it. (laughs) And, And every time I think about how can we get money short of doing another massive Indiegogo campaign... It's like, okay, well, we can apply for grants with the government for, like, creative projects and, like, community building things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we can't do them until we're legally established as an entity that exists. So (laughs) that's one of my goals for this year is to make that happen. Um, I'd like to, uh, hell, I'm just going to say it. I'd like to get Tim Allen (laughs) on an episode. (laughs) If you get him on the episode, then I have to be on it. I have to just apologize to him. (laughs) The whole time. I think we should do a skit where it's Tim Allen in the Black Panther suit just going, no, no. <laughs> I shouldn't be here. Even you I am not wear the suit. Take it off. <laughs> Tim, no. Take it off. Oh, God. I recently heard it, somebody speak with an accent that, I, what's the accent that they based Wakanda on? Wait, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of the characters, I think, kind of based on a lot of different dialects from Africa. Actually. I think there's one. So there's not like one particular, or maybe it's close to one. I'm not sure, but like there are a lot of different dialects that a lot of people like looked at. Yeah, I, I feel like there's one that was like more specific that they kind of chose that like everybody kind of rally around. And <laughs> now whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, they're from Wakanda. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I don't think that's correct. <laughs> I think like someone's someone's definitely like tried to do some kind of presentation on Wakanda 
<laughs> in a class and tried to pass it off as a real country. They did. I, I think so, some kid did, yeah. did that. Um, Adrian, I feel like with that statement, you just bought white people another year in time. <laughs> fair. It's fair. We have a lot of years. Uh, just imagine like some white dude just Cody's like, I love your accent. You from Wakanda? <laughs> oh, God. Do you have vibranium where you come from? <laughs> How do I access your country? It seems kind of weird with the whole airplane flying through a forest and stuff. Is that how that works? I still haven't seen it. Really? Oh, I don't watch, watch movies. No, 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 no. You have Tom, no, you just bought you white have, people more years. You have no excuse. As far as I'm concerned, you have no excuse. Black Panther was the cultural phenomenon of 2018. You have yeah. no excuse. You should have at least seen it once. I, you know what? Maybe it'll be my goal. Take like Orion to see it. Maybe by the time this let episode, Orion go see Black Panther. That seems like a terrible idea. I don't. No, think it's not. Are you a, kidding me? A Marvel superhero? No, movie. really? Absolutely not. It's not too violent. Oh, I feel like superhero movies. <laughs> let are violent. your child watch Black Panther. All right, let your child watch it. I now, I now can I ask it. you if you guys saw Wonder Woman? No. That's fair. I didn't see one. No! Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. Now. Ask me if I saw Guardians of the Galaxy either. I've I never, didn't. I've never seen it. It doesn't help. I don't I, like that's very fair. Movies. Now I feel like an asshole for <laughs> never watching Wonder Woman. I just don't like superhero movies. Why not? Because the last one I saw was Captain America, and I haven't bothered. Wait, wait, wait. Which which Captain America? You know which one? I said Captain America. I didn't say the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I didn't say Civil War. I said Captain you America. Said Captain America. <laughs> it might have been Green Lantern. Those came out the same year. And what? I saw that, that's two different characters. That's, that's not so true. Different. I saw Logan. I saw Logan. I saw a, a superhero movie in the last five Those years. aren't even the same comic books. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I don't. I haven't DC seen Logan Marvel. though. Logan's really sad. Yeah, Logan's yeah. a bummer. Logan is, yeah, it's really bummer. Logan is rough. But it was also <laughs> supposedly a really good movie. It was it's pretty good. good. Now, yeah. I, f- I still feel bad for have not watched Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> She completely shut me up. It's like, well, you know what? You can hold Women had her brief moment, and then Black Panther came. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? We talk about that. Well, you gotta remember the Asian people had their moment too with uh, Crazy Rich Asians That's too, true. which I didn't see. Which I didn't see. I want to see that movie, and I haven't seen it yet. My problem is I don't really like rom coms that much, but I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? Hold me to this. Ask me when we record episode two hundred two. If you're there, mm-hmm. ask me if I have seen Black Panther yet. Okay. If okay. I have not, you have my permission to kick me out of the recording. Ooh. And goddamn Wonder Woman. <laughs> Is that on Netflix? Because I'm not going <laughs> to no. make that much effort. <sighs> I just don't. So much representation. Than me. I just don't watch movies. <laughs> Yo, I'm not man. a bad person. Black people, women, uh, everybody that's not a white dude. A cis white male. See, and that's I'm saying it right. Cis white male. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to watch Wonder Woman. It's not on Netflix. The I'm women sorry. in Black Panther are badass. Yo, and that's a huge part, a huge theme in that movie too, mm-hmm. man. Like the the I mean, Juri, Suri, and um, um, oh god, I'm, I've completely forgot to, uh, Okoye, um, Nakia as well. Like the like the character, the female characters in that movie, they are badass in that movie. They really are. They play a huge role. They are not just the bystanders who are just romantic interests. Mm-hmm. No, they kick ass. Yeah, absolutely. Even in the, in the latest Avengers movie too, there, there's a little brief moment as well where uh, the women step up as well. Yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch obviously was probably the most powerful like superhero out of everyone in the Avengers. It's good to see because I I really do think back on like you know like when uh, Ghostbusters got rebooted mm-hmm. and everybody's like me. Right. And I love Ghostbusters. That was like 
exactly the time that I was a child. Like, that was exactly the thing that, like, I love that movie. But also, it's not as good as people remember. (laughs) And the fact that they were, like, rebooting it, and I watched it, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? If I was a little girl and this came out, like, I would have had such a different experience just to be able to say, you know, like, there were female representation that, like, I thought I related to mm-hmm. because I grew up relating to like John McClane and you know, like it f- fucked with my head. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, I gotta imagine like John McClane. Like, damn. Yeah, like Die Hard. Because I had an <laughs> of older, all people, I had an older brother, and he's like, "This shit's not cool. This shit's cool." <laughs> and so I was like, "Yes, that's how it is." <laughs> I'm gonna go around yelling "Yippee Kaye" everywhere I go. Yes. <laughs> Under siege. Like I feel bad. I'm sorry. I mean, Die Hard's a good movie. I love like, Die Hard. I still love Die Hard. But like to, to have John McClane as your role model. No. Yeah. Might as well, well have women Tim suck. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I make that joke? I don't know yeah. if I should make it. Tom yes. made that joke. Imagine all you had to relate to as a child was Tim Allen. <laughs> Every God. movie starred Tim Allen. Imagine. And then, like, just at some point, you just have to be like, well, Tim Allen's the way I gotta be. <laughs> See this mugshot of me over here? Tim <laughs> Allen has one. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Okay. We got time for one more question from the Turtles podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't laughed this much on a UFT episode. Yeah, this is great. A long I, like, time. I like this pairing. <gasps> oh, this is great. Uh, past guest Carrie Poppy asks, and uh, a very a big fan of Carrie Poppy's. What is the most important decision you ever made without anyone else's input, uh, input or against everybody else's advice? Mm. Oh. That's a good question. Oh, oh, man. I need a moment for this I one. I know. I have an answer uh, that popped to my head because I didn't really think about it before this. Um, when I left uh, when I left theater school, I did it entirely of my own devices. Um, I had... I, I was there for a semester. Um, basically, there was a policy in the theater department that, like, you were strongly encouraged not to have a job outside of the program mm-hmm. because you had, like, 11 courses and you were there, like, you know, nine to five or six every day and it was intense and, like, you needed to keep your schedule open in case you had rehearsals or whatever. Um, but I was working a job that I liked a lot at the time and I didn't want to leave. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't really run this by anyone. Like, I just kind of was like... I think I'm just going to leave. And then told one of the teachers and was like, I'm leaving the program. I've decided I am not having a conversation about this because I'm the type of person who like, I will just decide something is done. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's, part of why I'm kind of baffled that we've made it to 201 episodes of this show. (laughs) Cause I like, uh, yeah, I feel like I would have canceled this a long time ago if it was just a solo project, but like, doing things with people is such a like way for me to get around that instinct. Mm-hmm. Cause then I'm like, well, I can't quit it. Cause other people, like as long as one other person's invested, I'm good, but no one was invested in my education. Right. So I just left the theater department, went into like an arts program, did that for like two years part time. And then just left that didn't really run that by anyone either. I just kind of was at a point where I was like, well, uh, I'm very depressed and I want to be working more than I'm currently working. And I'm not inspired by what I'm doing in school. So I just, dropped out and when I told one of my I told my uh ethics teacher that I was leaving I was like hey I'm uh dropping out I know it's a week before finals but um just wanted to let you know like I'm I'm out and he was like dude if you just write literally anything for that final exam 
I will pass you because you have a 90. Like, you just need to submit anything. You can submit a garbage paper with your name on it and nothing else, and I will pass you. And I was like, I'm just not, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> Take the 90. Yeah, no. I should have. You should have taken the 90. Well, no, it would have been a pass. I would have gotten like a 60. Okay. Like, I would have dropped significantly by failing that final, but by writing it, I would have passed the course. And he was like, okay. he was like, Tom, I really, like, one, I'm worried about you because, like, you told me you were quitting school because you're depressed. Like, please take care of yourself, which was nice of him. Yeah. Uh, but two, you sure, man? You could, you could just write this paper and you would pass the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that was one of those things where it was like, People told me, like, you know, you might regret this. Like, you know, if you want to go back to Sejap later, like, having those, like, three failed courses on your, you know, record is going to be bad news. And I was like, I'm not going to go back to Sejap. It's been, like, six years, and I haven't gone back to Sejap. And I'm kind of like, no, I'm good. But people thought, like, you know, that's a stupid choice. And I was like, well, it's a stupid choice I'm making. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Look where you are now. Yeah, that's it. $22,000 in credit card debt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, there you go. That's the sadness <laughs> we're looking for. Yes, That's the give kind us of money. thing that gives oh. us donations. Five dollars a month. <laughs> 22. Oh, shit. I didn't know it was that deep. I just swore on this podcast. My bad. Sell your plasma. Get us some donations. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that much? Uh, yeah, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it was that much. Oh, I'm a mess. It's okay. That's what about good. you guys? Yeah, I, I also have that kind of thing where you just like mentally take a tally and you're like, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've definitely left jobs that way and, and felt uh, good about it. Right. Um, like, do, you, do you also get people immediately being like, is everything okay? Because it seems so out of left field and you're like, I've been thinking about this for months and I just didn't tell you. I don't know that I've had anybody who wasn't like, that was probably a good choice. But like, just, you know, like I try to keep carrying on and, and I there's nothing I hate more than being unemployed. I don't do that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I'm coming to a point where I'm like, I don't, I won't be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's usually a, a pretty good sign that right. I just, I need to take a step back and, and do something else. But like also like, and this is not an important choice in my life and the least, but like I, you know, when I, I got like my navel pierced or like a tattoo, I, I don't think mm-hmm. I told anybody. Right. I just like wandered out by myself and did it. It wasn't like a. It, those are the kind of personal choices that I just kind of, it's not a collective thing. It's right. just like, oh, I don't want to do this. So I, mm. I kind of go off and I'm weirdly independent that way. But also I, I crave the uh, uh, approval of others in a great way. <laughs> so you're independent Same boat. and mm. then you make the decision alone and then you immediately go to people and you're like, tell me it was a good choice. Yeah. No. I, I don't yeah. do that, but like I, with those things, I, I don't think I would have been, you know, like oh my god, my navel. Like that's a dumb thing to do. Even at eighteen, I knew like that's a tool move. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's more of a tool move at like thirty-five. Than, yeah, I didn't do it 18. that late. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, yeah, I, I like those are just things that I do for for me, mm-hmm. and I do them on my own, and I get those like little yearnings to do things that way but i i don't want to say that i'm independent in a way that i don't like crave the approval of like mm. oh you d- i did a good job i'm smart i'm a good girl yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> fair enough i think it was when i got offered to do the weather at ctv yeah mm. i think that's it because i remember meeting with uh, my boss there now 
and he kind of just brought it up. So like, you think you can do the weather? I'm like, yeah, I can do the weather. But like, it wasn't one of those things where I was just like, like I've prepared for it all my life. I could totally mm-hmm. do it. It's just one of those things where like someone just offers you something. You just say like, yeah. But also like in that moment, like weather, I kind of like thought it was a joke, honestly. And then like he was like, no, seriously, we could make you like uh, do a screen test and all that. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll think <laughs> about it. Yeah. And then like I remember like thinking about it for like maybe like a week. But I didn't I don't remember asking anyone about it. I don't remember mm-hmm. saying like, hey, like I got an opportunity to do that. Should mm-hmm. I do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I also didn't think like, man, I don't really know much about weather. And obviously to this point, I've obviously, you know, learned a lot more right. about weather and now I'm able to do my job. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I really consulted anyone on that. And and normally for like a media job or something like that, I think I would. But for whatever reason, I just didn't. I think I was. I just saw there was an opportunity for me to be on air, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna figure yeah. this out. Nice. So yeah, I think that's the answer to that question. Yeah. So you're kind of with a weather girl, like people Not that they kind ha- of well, like <laughs> you know, like when there's a meteorologist, and then there are people that they hire because <laughs> they're cute. <laughs> Do you have something you want to tell me, Adrian? <laughs> Nothing. I don't. You can say it. You've grown into it. I just. I, oh, I really? That, well, She's I don't know. You're cute. <laughs> it just. I'm really flattered. I'm really flattered. It just occurred to me. <laughs> it's the first compliment I've received in 2019. <laughs> it, it, it's funny though, because like when you told me about this, I did kind of have that same thought of yeah. like, wait, I thought they only hired people who have studied Every, the weather. Today. Yeah, like everyone keeps coming up to me saying like, yes, yeah, so you're a meteorologist. I'm like, no, I'm a weather presenter. Yeah. That's two different things. Yeah. It's like every once in a while you have to call the meteorologist to consult on it. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But not, but like more if it was like, yeah, um, this graph is saying it's going to be like plus 17 when it's going to be like minus three these last few Oh, that's what's going to happen? Our world is that messed up because of... Cl- okay, cool. All right. Thanks. Click. <laughs> and then you get in front of the green screen and say, and so on Saturday, we can expect a high chance of showers. And then in the afternoon, there's going to be nukes coming from <laughs> the United States. <laughs> what? Wow. You'll 2019 already. <laughs> it's just going to be a YouTube video of you just going... <sighs> <laughs> the polar ice caps are melting. <laughs> Uh, you're going to notice it's going to get real hot in Montreal this weekend because Tim Allen is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so uh, this cold uh, mass of air is coming in. That is Tim Allen's soul. You just got to get those like little magnetic Tim Allen faces. <laughs> like, global warming coming in. <laughs> <laughs> throw them on the green screen. <laughs> Literally just throw them ever. <laughs> there they are now. Really Tim Allen. Missing out by having green screen these days. This podcast is sponsored by uh, Toy Story 4. <laughs> <laughs> Just to backtrack to something we talked about in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> was that, um, Tom Hanks. Now, Tom Hanks, I think, has really hit on a goldmine that his son and his twin brother sound exactly like him. So he could be doing voice work like nobody's <laughs> Colin Hanks has a twin brother? No, uh, Tom Hanks does. And Tom he, Hanks has, Tom does? Did, Tom Hanks' twin brother does the voice of Woody for all of like the ancillary Toy Story oh. things that he doesn't want to do. Oh. That's fun. But Colin Hanks also sounds exactly like Tom Hanks. Oh, that's cool. So they could all be doing Tom Man, Hanks. I really love cool. Colin Hanks. Did you get to the final table episode I yet did. with Colin Hanks? <laughs> Dex Shepard was annoying. Yeah. So Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, final table. Uh, was there anything else that <laughs> reoccurred? <laughs> 
it's fuck a, the patriarchy, a, I think. Hard, oh, hard uh, times for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> credit card debt. Yeah. Oh, and Patreon. Don't yeah. forget Patreon. Donate to shit. Yeah. Oh, and uh, whatever date this episode is. January 1st, right? January 1st. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> we didn't even wish anyone a happy New Year. Get we an owl. Get an owl and a small New mouse. <laughs> oh, and Festivus. Don't forget Festivus. Don't Yell forget. at your neighbors. Also, I have a question. Yeah. Um, for New Year's, does everyone need like a metal pole in their house as like a? It's celebrity? not Festivus. It's just slightly inspired by Festivus. Yeah, but like Festivus. I figured, if it's slightly inspired, the the pole that's no, a huge part of Festivus. If you want to put Why? an owl on top of it for this all watching eye to judge you for the following year as you go look out for that little hot mouse because that's your future and you got to take it and you got to eat it down even if you think it's difficult. You got to take that future. You gotta embrace it. You gotta shove it in your mouth. You gotta take that heat, and you will release the endorphins of having achieved things. And that will be your next stage into the new year, and you will be the better for it. Felt like you needed to crescendo there at the end. <laughs> Been listening to Can a lot of Alex. Can you add like dramatic, <laughs> inspirational music over that entire rant? You know the echo effect that I use on the scrum. I'm yeah. just gonna put Adrian's entire rant in that echo. <laughs> Guys, that brings us to the end of our episode for this week. Already? Yeah. Damn. If you like this, consider supporting us on Patreon. I have $22,000 of credit card debt. Help me out. And also, he's going to have to sell his baby's plasma. I'm going to have to sell my baby, all right? (laughs) You don't want me to have to sell my baby, do you? Go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and prevent me from selling my baby. We also have merch. Uh, you can click the link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Tee Public. Did you want that original recipe up for discussion merch design that we had? Too fucking bad. I discontinued it yesterday. You snooze, you lose. We've got a lot of better merch available right now. Click that merch link and you can get anything except that one. You're too late. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for us to grow, and if you leave a question in your review, we will answer it on the show. Share this episode with a friend who plays football. Uh, or who's Tim Allen. Or who's Share Tim this Allen. with Tim Allen. Yeah. Share this episode with... Um, <laughs> Share this episode with someone. Does he have Twitter? Can we? Can you I've, share this with him? I feel he like must. he probably doesn't. He seems like he wouldn't. It's one, of those, it's one of those Twitters that's run by like his yeah. people. Yeah, there, there's some teenager that's running it and feels like killing themselves on a daily basis. <laughs> Work for Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen has just five a times a day. They just go. Send <laughs> the dog emoji three times. Share this episode with your dog. Share this with the the person who runs Tim Allen's Twitter feed. Let us know how you're doing. Yeah. I think he runs it himself. Really? Wow. Yeah. Go for him. Get you know how many followers Tim Allen has on Twitter? <laughs> Probably too like, many. More right? than. Hey, okay, let give give me a guess. I'm gonna say twenty two thousand. Uh, hundred thousand. Adrian is closer. He has 368,000. Jeez. And he follows 36 people. I only have 500. <laughs> 36 people. <laughs> including uh, his show, Last Man Standing, which airs on Fridays at 8 on Fox. Yeah. Seven seasons deep, still going strong. No movie, though. Yeah. What, who else Who else follows him? Um, or who else does he follow? Rather? Who else does he follow? Okay. Uh, the Laugh Factory, the Twitter account for that. Uh-huh. Uh, Kramer's had a great time there. Mm. Uh, Jay Leno. <laughs> Kramer's had a great time there. <laughs> Toy Story 4, the account for them. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christoph Sanders, who played Kyle on Last Man Standing. Mm-hmm. Norman Lear. Jimmy Fallon. 
Aaron Burnett, who is on CNN, I believe. Some dude named Tom Hanks. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a whole bunch of, a lot of, like, news people and random twit. Like, there's there's a couple. There's two people here whose last names are Dick. Steve and Bruce Dick. I feel like he's not, he's on Twitter, but he's not engaging on Twitter, probably because of people like me. There's a Twitter account he follows that's literally called Narcissist Nation. Oh. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to look into that. Oh, (laughs) I feel like that's going to be my next rabbit hole. William H. Macy. He also follows William H. Macy. Well, I respect that. I wonder if he does it shamelessly. Oh, shameless. Jesus. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Guys, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking, each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm Adrian Schoen. I'm sorry. I'm at Boxes Thoughts. That's a thing that it's not the beginning of the podcast. Let's start over. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome to episode 201 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where you take your questions and dish out our truths and Disney gifts at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Boxes Thoughts. <laughs> I'm at JKA McKenzie, but you can also follow me at The Scrum Podcast. Yes. Does and let's, let's give us a. Stuff? A special uh, thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson. Thanks, Crackers our, and Jam. Yeah. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the UpFord Network that he doesn't remember the name of. And you can find out about all of our great shows at UpFordNetwork.com. Benson, Benson, Benson,